Well, we've been having a good time these last uh, few broadcasts, five broadcasts, in fact, talking about wives and husbands and submission and headship and taking care of wives and uh, treating them as fragile vases, as that uh, phrase, weaker vessel, probably means, and uh, that kind of thing. I think that it's time that we move on to verse 8 in 1 Peter 3 and verse 9. I don't know whether you've, uh, you've ever realized that this whole discussion of the husband and the wife is then summed up in kind of a summary statement, a statement that uh, really has a lot to do with, uh, with our lives one toward another. Let me read those verses, then go back, pick up a little bit on verse 7, and kind of tie them together and give an introduction to what we're going to look at for a number of weeks now or a number of broadcasts now in those 8th and ninth verses. Peter says, to sum up, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. Well, that's a wonderful summary of this discussion of the husband-wife relationship. Everything harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. That's the way a marriage ought to be. That's the way a Christian marriage ought to look. He says in verse 7, Live with your wives in an understanding way. If you really understand the woman, take the time to research her, to know what makes her click and tick, and to live with her according to knowledge rather than ignorance. As with a fragile vase, treat her that way with care and with gentleness and tenderness. Then he goes on to say, Grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, the two of you are those to whom God has given life and given the opportunity to bring life into this world. And together you share this wonderful blessing and do these things so that your prayers may not be hindered. A family cannot pray very well together if they're not talking well together, if they're not walking well together, if they're not living well together. So in the light of that, let's look at this summary. Let all be harmonious. I suppose that word puts it right in one fell swoop where it needs to be. Harmony in the home. Let all be harmonious. Is your marriage harmonious? Oh, you say, that's what I really wish it was. Nothing but no harmony in our marriage, nothing but discord, nothing but cacophony, sounds that clash and clatter and Make all kinds of growling noises as you think about what our marriage is like and you would have to express it on, on the keys of, a, of an organ. Cacophonous, not harmonious. Well, it's time that that marriage was brought into a harmonious state. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, there's no reason for cacophony. You can make sweet music together, the two of you. You can have harmony, not only uh, harmony in attitudes, but harmony actually in the way that you live day by day, in your actions, harmony. That's what every marriage needs. Companionship depends upon harmony. And we were made to be companions. That's the fundamental concept of marriage, you know. 
It is a covenant of companionship. Sex is not the fundamental element in marriage. There's nothing wrong with sex. God himself made it. The devil didn't make sex like some Christians seem to think. Sex is a wonderful thing that God gave to us to be expressed properly within the right bounds. But we're talking about something deeper and bigger even than sex. Sex is only a part of it. Sex is one area of harmony. But we're talking about the bigger question of companionship. That's what really is the fundamental element of companionship, harmony. How can there be real companionship until two people begin to live harmoniously? What does harmony really look like in a marriage? You know what it looks like when somebody begins to say something and the sentence isn't even completed before the other one understands just exactly what it is that that other person was about to say and responds knowingly. And the two of them are on a wavelength that that vibrates between the two of them in a way that it does with no other human beings in all the world around them. They know each other. They understand each other. They're living together with each other. Their fears and aspirations are known well enough that they, they, they tick together. Their hearts beat in unison. Harmony in a home. How can you get it? That's what you want, isn't it? Of course it is. How can you get it? Well, I don't know how bad your marriage is. Of course, it may need to begin by some real repentance, and it may even need uh, some real shaping up by a Christian counselor. That may be where it has to start. You may have to go to your pastor and say to him, Pastor, our, our marriage is a mess. We need to get straightened away. We're not even on the be- at the beginning point of harmony. But let's suppose you're not achieving the kind of harmony you'd like to, but you know that your marriage isn't a mess and yet hasn't grown really to be harmonious, that you could use that word to describe it. What's going to really bring it about? I suggest one thing in particular, the right standard the same standard for both of you. You see, what brings about discord in a family where people are at each other's throats or where they just plain can't get along or where they they disagree on so many things is because the two in the marriage are asserting their own wills and their own ideas and their own authority. You see, when a husband is the head of his home, he's not just some kind of unlimited head, for example, as we were seeing a couple of broadcasts ago, but his headship is conditioned by the kind of of uh, responsibilities and privileges and the sphere of activity that God has outlined in the scriptures. All that he does, he ought to do according to that standard, according to the scriptures. And so it's not a matter of exertion of his own will or his own ideas or his own thoughts, but he has to primarily and preeminently become a Bible student as the head of that home who understands and knows his Bible in such a way that what he does and the decisions he makes grow out of the scriptural principles as they're applied to his marriage and to his life and to his family and to his wife. But that's, of course, true for both of you. It's true not just for your husband, wives, but it's also true for you. You have to learn to submit to the scriptures so that you can learn to submit to your husband. Where there's disharmony in a home, it's because two people have not come to grips with the fact that God has given a standard for life, the Bible. One person says, I want this, or I think this. The other one says, well, you may, but I want this, and I think this. And they're at a standstill. They're at a stalemate. They can't come to a resolution of their problem because whatever one wants or thinks, the other one wants or thinks something else, and who's to say whose ideas are better or whose ideas are right? That's, of course, where the world finds itself, and it can't get any further. But the Christian doesn't need to stop at that point. 
the Christian, if both parties are in tune with the word of God, will say, okay, that's what I want and that's what I think, but what does God want? What does he think? And both then will turn to the word of God to see what God says about the question. Where there's a third opinion in the question, where there's a third viewpoint, where there's a third person, and where that opinion or that viewpoint or that person is the authority that must be obeyed, the problems are all resolved because there's somebody outside of one's own self to determine what actions should be taken. That's where harmony in a home comes from. When a home is in tune with God through God's word, that home will ring with melody and there will be harmony and the chords that will be struck by all parties will resound to the honor and praise of God. O oh Lord, help us to find beautiful music through the scriptures in our home. Amen.